0: Broadcasting live from our sanctum sanctorum in venice california this is the sixth sense society i'm your host krista here with our producer michael and today you are tuning in to spell it out magic reflections and shadows where i take a topic and run with it and this is the first time i've been back in a month so i'm very excited to be here my topic today is fear friend or foe and i will explain why i chose that topic after michael tells you a few announcements
1: Hi, everybody. Yeah, we're back from our little hiatus. Um, We're getting older, so we need to take a few more breaks. Um, But we're going to still bring you some great content between here and the end of the year. And so coming up next week, we're going to have our own show on tarot. It's it's, uh, symbolism and secrets, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, And then the following week, we're going to have Earl Anderson on to talk about remote viewing. He does some remote viewing, so we're going to talk about, you know, what is it and how do you learn it and all that great stuff and some of the history of it. Um, And then the final show of this month, we're going to have another of our extended shows, our specials on magic. And our guests are going to be Brandy Williams, the author, and Sandra Inman who's an amazing guest. And then maybe is Lynn, who's our new friend. That's uh, one of the few female ceremonial magicians. So that's gonna be awesome. And then we're gonna be in October with our paranormal folk and and we're right through to the end of the year. So all kinds of great stuff coming up. And then I am gonna have a, a series, seven week series of tarot classes starting on the 16th. So if you guys are interested in that, you can get information on our website or just email me, just go to sixcentsociety.com where you can get all of our information. And while you're there, buy us a coffee on Ko-fi. Uh, but most importantly, click like and subscribe, and that helps us a lot. So, I think that's about what I've got for you. So, take it away, Krista.
0: Great, thank you, Michael. I did want to mention that the magic special is going to center somewhat around the topic of the woman, women and their body and sexuality throughout history and magic, the power and the stereotypes about it. So I haven't quite worded it, but it should be really uh, very interesting because of what's going on in this country. And I also wanted to do a shout out to Caroline. Hey, thank you for tuning in. She says she misses us. So that's kind of sweet. I like that. And reminding us that it's Mercury in retrograde. And I did almost make a mistake. I put on my timer three hours and then I noticed it It says, oh, no, 30 minutes. So I almost did do that. So anyway, uh, why I chose this topic fear Uh, in in some spiritual circles and some manifestation circles, I have heard people completely dismiss fear. I have heard even things like love and fear cannot coexist together and this completely over oversimplification of emotions in general and i as a cancerian woman and someone that feels a lot i have studied my own feelings and emotions for decades to understand them and i believe i have some insights and so uh, for quite some time now i have seen uh a kind of fear that we all have that is super helpful and will protect you from all kinds of things. And I, I'll have some personal stories too, if we have time for it. Uh, and then there's of course worry, which is a whole nother thing that isn't necessarily helpful. But I did want to start off since uh, there are people on the show that um, have a spiritual sort of angle, even though I'm going to be talking about some things besides spirituality. I'm talking about physical protection too. Uh, but I read in uh, one of my favorite books by Jane Roberts is The Nature of Personal Reality. And she has some really great things to say about any kind of disturbing emotions and again sometimes there is this overly simplification that oh negative emotions are bad you should not have them and just you need to be positive all the time and i just haven't found that to be true so i love this one quote about uh, emotions in general she says emotions simply are they are elements of the power of consciousness filled with energy They merge into a powerful sea of being when left alone. You cannot affirm one and deny another without setting up barriers. You try to hide what you think of as negative feelings in the closet of your mind, as in the past they closeted insane relatives. I love that part. All of this because you do not trust the aspects of your individuality in flesh. Affirmation means accepting your soul as it appears in your creaturehood. And I do highly recommend this particular book uh, by Jane Roberts, who talks about how emotions and thoughts work in a much more interesting and complex way than what the New Age movement has watered it down to. And some of these people, like Marianne Williamson, I feel like she sometimes misses the mark. She does know about her work. And so over time, it does seem to happen that. You know, the original works are still more powerful than what people read, and then they want to make it easy for everyone to understand, and then they they kind of really hurt the whole thing because they're leaving things out overall. So that's the first thing. Um, fear, there's, there's other sort of a ma- negative emotions I do want to talk to on different shows, but fear is a really important one for a lot of reasons. And also, I do get a lot of questions as a tarot card reader about things connected to fear, anxiety, worry. Uh, and so over the years, I've tried also to help my clients find resources to help them if they do need it. But the the kind of fear I want to talk about today is that that protective fear, the one that rises up in us naturally when we sense danger. And we do, one of the other things I find in certain people in life, they just don't want to acknowledge the dangers of the world. And as a woman... Uh, quite a long time ago, I, I've been teaching myself to be more aware because for, for one thing, when I was young, I, I'd like to travel by myself. And so in order to do it safely, I learned some skills from the very beginning Uh, One is simply to be always aware of your environment. Don't wear headsets and walk around alone as a woman, no matter where you are. And so over time, I, I, from the very, I don't know why I just started to, in fact, I think it was a, it was actually a shaman type person told me I'd feel safer in the world if I was physically Uh, able to protect myself. Yeah, that was one of the people that said that that's what I needed, that that would make me, and and she was absolutely right. And so that was like in my 30s. Um, So I wanted to say that we do live, there's no doubt that we live in a a fairly violent uh, world right now in the United States. And I did want to share some of the statistics right now um, in two topics, just to sort of make it real. And this is not to the thing about fear and working with it, the more aware you are, the less fearful you actually are, because you can uh see dangers and you can help to prevent things. And, and we'll talk about the little more deeply in this show. But the two areas I, I chose, and again, there, there's other ways that that we have violence. One is uh suicides. And um suicides are basically one of the leading causes of death in the United States. And Men especially uh, are have high numbers of successful suicides. So it's like men account for 75 to 80 percent of deaths by suicide. So it's really high Uh, in Canada. This is from a a site HeadsUpGuys.org. In Canada, men account for three out of four suicides, which is about 3,000 a year. In the UK, it's three times higher uh, for men than women to kill themselves. And it's 12 every day in the USA. It's four times higher than women. Uh, 79% of all suicides are men in the United States. And so it's about 105 a day. And then there's a lot of breakdowns within that, uh, which I don't have time, but you can see because suicide isn't, is of course a form of violence. And there are things we can do to try to see whether or not it's coming and how can we help, um, the other one, obviously, as a woman, um, I'm interested in my own safety and my my uh, friends' safety that are women. And so in uh, femicide, it's called, which is gender-based killing of women, is uh, very high in the United States. In this one site, sanctuaryforfamilies.org, of all femicide cases in high-income countries, 70% occur in the U.S., the U.S. ranks 34 for intentional female homicides at a rate of 2.6 killings per per 100,000 women. And that's about three women are killed by an intimate partner every day. And I did want to mention, because it doesn't get enough attention, that there are certain groups of women that have higher rates. So the worst are, of course, the indigenous women. I think they're six times higher than white women. And then black and bla- black and brown women are three times higher than white women and girls to be murdered in in these situations and they don't get the resources and the attention it's one of the things i want to do a little bit more and of course trans women are in that group as well so those are those are just statistics to make it real for us that these are and there are other ways of course violence plays out through rape and all kinds of even lesser violence and so the idea is to first of all acknowledge that fear is a good thing fear can can save your life. And uh, one of the things that, um, one of the books I, I've had on the shelf for a while, it's called The Gift of Fear by Gavin de Becker, And in its, it's an extraordinary uh, book. And his own story with um, uh, violence is also really fascinating. So he literally is a person that now, looks at and tries to predict violence. And this is what's interesting, that that it's a prediction that can be accurate. And it's, of course, a, a little more complicated, perhaps, than it might look like. But one of the most important things in predicting violence is your own intuition. I love that. And I can say that that is absolutely true for me when I have felt myself alone as a woman, in danger I will share a story I I was um, in my early 30s I went to Nova Scotia by myself I drove there I went up to Cape Breton because that's where Gampo Abbey was I found most of the time it was super safe for me there was just I had no issues but there was one place in uh, sort of the north end called Meat Cove and I went there by myself because I wanted to go to like the tip of the island and sort of see what it looked like. And it was the middle of the afternoon. So I drove from Gampo Abbey and I had pulled over to look at sort of the the coastline. It was gorgeous and it was a sunny day. And all of a sudden, from a, a long ways away, I saw this car and something told me, get in your car. And I mean, I'd had perfectly easy trip I I don't know I'd been traveling alone for more than a week and nothing and so I just listened to it and then uh the car pulled up next to me and there were these three men in it that they literally looked like someone from the x-files and and they started going and they kind of trapped me in a little bit towards the edge of the the um the cliff and they one of them said you know if I was a woman by myself I wouldn't be you know traveling alone and I and what I did my I reacted I got angry and I told them to move and I said I'm going to meet my friend I completely made everything up on the spot and they listened to me and uh, later on, someone told me, yeah, you probably shouldn't go up there. It's a little weird, that place. And I don't know what kind of harm I would have gotten into, but it was weird. And I listened to it, and I'm really glad that I did because it was just so, so unusual. So I would say that that idea of intuition and fear is is really, really important. And uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of some of the the things I've, I've gained so far from this book called the gift of fear. And he talks about like, I'll talk about a little bit about first of all, what he talks about in terms of intuition. So he said that he's, you know, after he'd been using that word intuition for a long time, he found out the root of the word means to guard and to protect. And isn't that just beautiful that your intuition always has your best interest at heart is always trying to protect you. And, And that's why sometimes, uh, intuition seems to only give you a certain amount of information and in my own research with uh psychic abilities according to some of the older classic books uh say from the early 1900s intuition is actually the greatest form of psychism uh all of the clairs even clairvoyance um uh, most of the time uh, i'll say there's an exception with clair- clairvoyance they're on the astral plane And intuition is said to be a direct connection to the divine. There's no in-between. There's no way anything can kind of cloud or color it. And I have to say that is really true. Uh, I know that all of us have had this experience of not listening to our intuition, which that does happen. And um, the more you use it, the more you will listen to it. Uh, So don't feel bad if you don't always use it. And the great thing about intuition is we all have it. And so... Uh, what i love is how i i never quite looked at it this way until i read this book by gavin de becker that intuition when you're in extreme danger it will give you the signal of fear and when we're talking about fear we're talking about that kind of fear that really encapsulates your whole being uh, there's a it, there's in the beginning of the book there's a really um frightening story, but but the woman survives her ordeal uh, about what happens when this this young woman lets this stranger into her apartment, not really wanting to. And um, she saves her own life, actually, because of this fear. And the way she describes it, um, she said that it, it completely replaced every feeling in her body like an animal, hiding inside her, it opened its full size and stood up using the muscles in her legs. And that idea of something just taking over your body that wants to help you. And and just to give you a little context of the story, she had been raped for three hours and he was going into the kitchen, he said to get a drink of water, but she knew he was going to kill her and she didn't know how she knew it. And so she literally sort of followed behind him in the hallway without him knowing it. And this is what her fear told her to do. And then she completely got out of the apartment. She knew somehow the apartment door across away her neighbor's was open. She walked in there, closed the door, and saved her own life. And it was because of that fear. So even though she didn't catch the um, early signals, she her fear took over and saved her life. And she it wasn't until that point where he went into the kitchen that her fear actually seems to have been activated so it's a very uh, astounding story you know and there's a lot of other stories like that in this book so um and then he, he does break it down into other sort of minor ways that um intuition will show you um danger signals that aren't quite as dangerous overall and i think that's really kind of cool too is that instead of like, let's say you have, um, you're uneasy about something, he suggests that no matter what it is, that you actually pay attention and say, okay, what am I uneasy about, and really listen to it. So that way, you begin to understand how your body communicates danger to you. So, you know, sometimes it might not be such a, a deadly situation. And of course, he's He is, um, that's what he does for a living now. He's part of an organization that uses their tools to predict the possibilities of violence in many, many ways, including assassinations and things like this. And he, he, you can predict it. It's one of those things. And therefore, um, if you can predict it, meaning that if you do it in time, you can avoid it. Uh, so I, I love that idea of using the prediction to avoid an outcome. But, but like I said in the beginning, it seems like um, I've heard this more than once that, you know, oh, if you focus on fear. Well, that's not exactly what he's saying. Anything you focus on over time, like, like we don't want to have uh, patterns of thinking that are anxious. So what that means is, uh, since I've had it (laughs) and I don't have it as much, you don't want to always go to anxiety for every single thought. And so your thought patterns become, you know, uh, just kind of automatic in a sense. And he actually says in his book that the more you understand how you yourself can be uh, able to defend yourself the less fearful you are and that is true one of the things in general i'm not afraid to walk around by myself as a woman the way some people are because i have certain habits i if someone's following me i think they are i'll just cross the street i'm always aware i don't like read my text when i'm walking i don't listen to music when i'm walking and it's not because i'm I'm paranoid. In fact, it's actually more enjoyable anyway, because you see some really cool things. So that's the other benefit. So and, and because I feel I, I have some, you know, awareness, I, I feel safer, actually, than if I didn't have it. But I know spirituality, um, there are some things that that are said about fear as if it's like a weakness instead of like my favorite episode of Doctor Who around this topic with Peter Capaldi, it was the episode Don't Look, Listen. So any one of you that knows Doctor Who and Michael and I are huge fans of Doctor Who, there's just this great uh, monologue about fear. And I wanted to read some of it Um I hope, will I get in trouble for doing that? (laughs) So I'll try not to read too much of it. But basically, you should go back and look at the episode anyway, because you'll see the visual in it, which is really powerful. And it is a scary scene. It's definitely one of those monsters you're like, oh, my God, I'm afraid of this monster, which is Doctor Who's really good at. So maybe I'll sort of just say that some of the things that is said in this monologue is that basically when you're scared, your heart starts beating faster, there's more blood going through your brain and you suddenly are stronger and you can run faster, that kind of adrenaline. And so it's making you really strong. But my favorite thing is when uh, Peter Campaldi says, what's wrong with scared? Scared is a superpower. It's your superpower. And I thought, yes. I remember when I saw that, I was like, yes, it's my superpower. <laughs> and when you read um, The Gift of Fear, because I luckily have not had to encounter some of the the things that he relays about you know, the very deadly situations that he has uh, either heard about or helped about or um, has helped prevent to, still, I, I really could relate to it. And then also reading the book, I realized so many times that my fear has really helped me. And there were some times where I wasn't in lethal danger, So, but my body was telling me there's something really, really wrong. And one of the times I remember was in my 20s, and I used to babysit and live with this uh, woman and uh, who was super controlling of me and really in some ways In some ways, I really loved her and respected her, but she was at times abusive, and I would get these really bad stomach aches, really, really bad in the solar plexus, and I never really realized that your body could be telling you, since the solar plexus can be connected to power issues, um, that your body if it has those kinds of repetitive pains is really trying to give you a message. And then, uh, since that time, and once I kind of left the situation, they completely stopped. I mean, they were really, really probably, I should have gone to a doctor even, but it wasn't all the time. And I thought, wow, if I had just said, Hey body, why are you doing this? You know, what's going on here? But I was quite young. So there are times where I haven't listened and the message, maybe I could have had less of that experience if I had overall. Another thing I wanted to say too was that um, there are people that I have met personally that you would think would say, poo-poo fear that have told me the opposite that, no, you know, I'm afraid for this reason. And one was an Aikido master in Woodstock um, that I briefly did Aikido with. And he, I, in Aikido, at least in that dojo, you don't, you you work with everybody, all the levels work together. So the really good students work with the beginners. So I was a beginner and there was, um, so the master of the 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 dojo watches everything though so to protect everybody from getting injured unnecessarily and there was a fellow there that was particularly rough with me and scared me and uh so i was afraid to go back on the mat even and even though he didn't really hurt me that badly uh i talked to the teacher About fear, and he said, "Oh, I'm afraid too. It's perfectly fine." I said, "You are." He says, "Yeah, I've had injuries, and I don't want to have another injury." And and he made me feel so much better. He's like, "Well, that's just that's okay to be afraid. That that that's telling you something," and that was coming from someone who was uh, is considered to be a master in uh, the martial arts. And so, in general, I would say that my topic was, you know, fear is it friend or foe? This kind of a fear is really trying to be your friend. And don't be afraid of the feeling of fear or its other indications. So for instance, if I can find um, the list of, here it is. So he says in his book, um, The Gift of Fear, that even though fear is sort of the the highest uh, message from your intuition, He says there's also a list that you can use uh, that ranks lesser and lesser. And in this list, he includes apprehension, suspicion, then hesitation, doubt, gut feelings, hunches, and curiosity. There are also nagging feelings, persistent thoughts, physical sensations, wonder, and anxiety and these are less urgent. So I loved, I was really kind of interested in curiosity and I thought, well, that's an interesting indicator that there may be something wrong. I never had thought of curiosity in that form. And I I suppose that's true. Like, you know, you you hear a noise and maybe it's not scary. It's in your neighborhood and you say, I'm going to go check that noise out. It's a little different. I'm not, you know, you're not worried because you're not knowing what it is. And maybe it could lead to you finding out something that's helpful. Maybe it's like a dog that is lost. I don't know. But I I thought it was interesting some of the words that can actually be uh, your intuition telling you go and look into this and see what's going on. So I think that was mainly uh, the things that I wanted to talk about, about fear. There was one more quote that I wanted to talk about from the nature of personal reality by Jane uh, Roberts, which goes back to the idea that some people think certain emotions are bad. And she says that uh, dogmas or systems of thought that tell you to rise above your emotions can be misleading even in your terms somewhat dangerous. Such theories are based upon the concept that there is something innately disruptive, base, or wrong in man's emotional nature. While the soul is always depicted as being calm, perfect, passive, and unfeeling, only the most lofty, blissful awareness is allowed. Yet the soul is above all a fountain of energy, creativity, and action that shows its characteristics in life precisely through the ever-changing emotions and that is my main point is that I believe that a person a healthy individual allows all of their feelings and emotions to be felt they do not stop them hide them repress them now what we do with them is up to us but that there is not this sense of judgment that i am a bad person i am unspiritual because i have these feelings but that they're all trying to teach us something important including you know maybe our beliefs i think that's also true so think about that i I, i've worked on allowing uh, a lot of my feelings to be felt myself and there's still some i have a really hard time admitting to and and sort of acknowledging like, oh, I actually feel that way. But that's because uh, I think we all have moments where someone has made us feel shameful about having a feel uh, an emotion or society has. Or in my case, sometimes some of the spiritual beliefs I have read have made me feel it's not okay to actually even feel these things. That somehow I am regressing as a spiritual person. So I'm really... Quite delighted that I read something recently online that got me going a little bit about okay, fear because they were saying oh don't be afraid I you know and and again this is something that's very common I'm not gonna you know say that it's one or two people and it got me curious about this book again uh, the gift of fear and I do highly recommend that book especially because it has really some great information for anyone in this world where there is. There's violence, people. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. But like, like Gavin says, we don't have to be afraid uh, if we are uh, or, or not as afraid because we will be afraid sometimes to protect ourselves if we understand how fear is trying to help us overall. So I hope you enjoyed this episode remember that i do readings i do kabbalistic tarot readings and palm readings and i work with animal totems so you can find out more about me on our website mysticraven.net and i'm really happy to be back and And on the show again, I'm looking forward to September. And thank you, Caroline and Mac, for listening in and commenting. We really appreciate all your support as always. So join us next time as we continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure together. Have a great week.